feel this year, 2019, is very, the split will happen so much so that those that know they're on the path that they want it, like it's almost a decision time to what path you're going to go and take. Right. You could be in the fighting path. Nothing's wrong, by the way. No soul is wrong on what they choose to do. It's all relevant. You could be on the fighting path. You could be on the, the conspiracy path. You could be on the, I'm going to create my own reality path. Um, you can be in the, stay in the program and, and go down the AI sort of a side thing or, or be taken over by whatever. It's, you, are, this is decision time, guys. I feel this year is very valuable for cre making that decision on where you've got to go. And then from there, depending on where you choose, is what reality you're going to fulfill on what you're going to do. So if you're going to choose the creation side and creating your own reality, then you can start coming up with these amazing, because anything's possible then. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. We're creating all of it. That was so drummed into my head by my guides when I was a young massage <laughs> person. So you've got to then see what story you want to feed into. Do you want to feed into the story of, like I like the thought of benevolent beings coming down and helping us. Mm -hmm. That's my, I love that story. So maybe my story will go towards that because I see that as a beautiful You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. So great to be with you again. I have another fascinating, just fascinating person to introduce you to today. Her name is Bobby Richardson and she's up there in the beautiful Queensland in summer in Australia. Welcome to the show, Bobby. Thank you. It is really hot today. Actually, one of the hottest days. It's like, I think, 35 today. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was 35 in Sydney yesterday. Uh, it's, it's kind of up in, in Queensland, it's 30, 35, 36, 40. It's kind of, it hangs around there the whole time, doesn't it? There's yeah. no respite until winter hits. But Sydney's a bit different. Sydney goes up and down. It'll be 36, 40 one day and then 25 the next. And for all you people in the state, you'll have to do the calculations into Fahrenheit. <laughs> but enough about the weather. That's right. It's hot. Nothing about the weather. Let me read. Let me read Bobby's fascinating bio, and then we're going to get into some ooh, juicy, juicy, juicy stuff. Okay, Bobby Richardson was born in 1967 in New Zealand, the beautiful land of the long white cloud. Mm -hmm. She's an artist, an author, a singer-songwriter, public speaker, who was also gifted from birth to be able to see in to and on occasions visit, visit other frequencies and dimensions, allowing others in those frequencies to visit her and give her messages. The gift was handed down via her mother and passed to her daughters. After a few years, of many visitations and visual messages, she tried through trial and error to work out the information given, slowly piecing together what she was being told. 
But it wasn't until her 30s and 40s when she took the reins and asked the big questions. I've, I've heard you uh, in a couple of interviews say that. It's like all this phenomena was happening to you as a child and a young adult. And then in your 30s, you're like, right, I've got to get a hold of this, you know. And, and I think that's so important. We'll go into that. Yeah. You know, the first big question that you asked was, what is humanity's true history? Which is yeah. a really interesting question to ask. <laughs> but a curious mind, I love a curious mind. Little did she know, this would take 10 years to answer, gaining insights and perspective from four different races, piecing together an amazing story that started from creator to now. And in 2006, Bobby was asked to work with a Cherokee elder from Ohio. When the elder took her hand and talked to her telepathically for over an hour, she asked the next question, what is humanity's potential? Mm. I think that, you know, this is probably the most important question of our time, Bobby. Yeah. This is what I try to cover on the show. It's like, what is our potential? Mm. And we're going to go into that. This led to information on the human brain and our imbalances within ourselves, which reflects outside ourselves, how to improve our reality from within and much more. She had insights into what she calls the three T's, telepathy, teleporting and telekinesis. And if you go to Bobby's um, YouTube channel, she's got beautiful videos of all her divine children giving their messages to humanity, which is just just beautiful. But you also got a little thing about you doing uh, telekinesis, you moving a piece of paper with your mind. Love that. Uh, where are we? This information, she decided to concentrate on children first, writing and illustrating her first book called Imagine Holding Hands, followed by two more novels which are still in the making. She has created workshops for the right brain to help gain balance and connection. Now Bobby focuses on enjoying and experiencing as much as she can while here on earth, holding as good a vibration as she can, as well as helping those wanting to be helped. She enjoys her family and home life, traveling and publicly speaking. She feels very grateful to be alive in these magnificent times. Oh, so gorgeous. <laughs> so actually one of the second book is uh, being published is as well but um the third book's halfway through so the second book is a novel Gina and kitty the timekeeper's void 10 years and up um but yeah bringing into another dimension with i'm talking about the uh elemental dimension and Beautiful. yeah so connecting back to earth again and the magic between those two dimensions that got shattered and both both had prob have problems from that uh, disconnection from each other which is humanity and the um, fairy folk uh, yeah and so do you do sessions with people do you do readings for people um, I could but I'm very cautious with stuff like that um, because I also believe that people can change their um, future and I've had a lot of pre premonition dreams mm -hmm. but uh, you, even within those premonition dreams is still uh, you, if you change your energy you change your perspective on life and your direction of where you're going to go you're creating a new path so if I say to someone oh if you go down I could say if you go down this path this is where it's going to lead you um, but I couldn't predict completely what's no. going to 
happen because we all have choice. Absolutely. As a reader, I'm, I'm the same. I'd never, I do see people's futures. I, I see a trajectory, but I never really tell people because it's really more about creating what you want, not creating mm. where you're going. Mm. So I used to work with a psychic when I started the show, you know, and she would say, she would see people's terrible futures. Yeah. And, um, and she often didn't tell them. But I said, but Pam, you can change that future by teaching them about their powers of creation. They don't necessarily have to get, and this, this is what you understand too, right? Yes. And uh, so Pam became a teacher of deliberate creation, just like me. So that's what we're doing here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, let's start from the beginning. Well, kind of from the beginning. When you're a child, what was happening? What was the phenomena that was happening that um, you were really open as a child? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing that happened is I had a vision of some clowns that were outside. When I say vision, I'm talking about I look outside and I see clowns round by my para pool that we had a pool outside and um, the fakeness and the, the fear that comes from that. Now, um, some things come through as a, a project, um, trying to teach me something that's happening in my life. And there was a lot of deception within the family members of my life. Now, I was only five, so I didn't quite understand what was going to what was going on when I told my mom and she just went, that's it, I'm shutting this down. So it wasn't until I left home because she had the same, same thing where she would see ladders falling on herself and, and, and see things, like visually see things in her room and stuff like that. Um, uh, and she just decided because she, she couldn't handle it that I shouldn't have to deal with it either. So as soon as I left home, I was with a... Um, uh, a man that I ended up marrying wasn't a very nice person taught me a lot about myself though um, and uh, I was shown straight up um, that he was not not the nicest person and it just kept happening to me um, and my rings would break and like they were just constantly telling me this isn't the right way to go but I had already drawn my daughter that I was going to have with him. So I knew that I was going to have one daughter and that okay. would be the end of that. So there's a journey that goes with, it's very, to begin with, it was all to do with self. Right. To begin with, all to do with self. Yeah. Because it was all to do with me healing me yeah. so that I could find my way out of the maze and then come back and then help other people get out of the maze. Okay. Do you, think that, going. do you think that attracting the wrong man was bringing up um, thought forms, was bringing up like karmic or um, generational limiting ideas for you to process work with transmute, transcend? Yes. Uh, yeah. So even though he was the wrong man, he was the right man at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. and I mean, the lessons that we learn when we're in, involved with these people that you look back and go, why was I with that person? But then the strength, the um, you know the strength and integrity that I found in myself to stand up for myself and say no more was mm -hmm. was powerful for me to be able to whenever I'm confronted with someone like that to be able to say no I've seen that before I know how how that goes I don't want that in my life and it, it's just it's it's um, important to go through those steps you can't miss them yeah. 
So basically your mom was really open and psychic too, but she wasn't, she didn't understand her abilities and she, and she didn't know how to teach you. So she just asked you to like not do it. Yeah, it was, she was afraid, but she'd had, I know she'd had past lives that she was, um, yeah, she'd even had past uh, very vivid dreams of Holocaust dreams and and being persecuted for being her. And so she's, she's got a lot lot more that she had to deal with yeah so nothing against her it was the journey that I wanted to take through her and um I am you know, grateful for that so yeah so who were the clowns um yeah well that gets a bit too intimate <laughs> because it ends up being um a personal thing that was happening around the family okay. so I wouldn't really want to go into that yeah so were they were they just spirit beings or was it part of your um, imagination or was well, it i think that what happens is that a, a spirit being or some some other entity that was working with me at the time wanted to give me a, a clue to what was really going on so they project themselves as an image that i could kind of understand and i, I never like clowns it, they freak me out so um I've also heard people say that clowns can be an image projected by a, um, an extraterrestrial as well. So I'm not really sure, but I know that there was some deceit going around in the, in, you know, in the past. But just like everybody else's um, family out there, we all have things that we've been born into to clear. And yeah, I just rather see it that way at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and what happened next? But I did have an uh, encounter when I was like 10 of a UFO that was um, hovering outside my window um, and, and then just, it was a ball of orange light and I remember thinking, is that a traffic light? No, it's too high for a traffic light and I was sitting there staring at it and I had this overwhelming feeling that it was staring back at me and I'm thinking as a 10-year-old, why would it stare at me if it is a UFO? I'm not that important. I'm pathetic. You know, I'm, I'm, I cry every day. I'm, I'm very emotional. I'm empathic, you know, so I pick up on everything. And, um, and then what happened is it just took off really fast and I froze. I literally was in my bed. I'm not moving a little finger, nothing. And then uh, my father walked into the room and sat on my bed and just calmed me down didn't say anything just held my hand and calmed me down and then walked back out my my dad never came into my room that night it wasn't my father it was somebody else just wanting to calm me down because I'd I'd lost it a bit and I and uh, after that I was found on the roof running backwards and um, trying to catch something mum said but I think I was waving goodbye or something so I've been obviously had some um, extraterrestrial contacts from a young age as well and I believe now that they were clearing my pineal gland and and looking at um, some of the stuff I've seen on people who had ayahuasca experiences or experiences with DMT which is what your pineal gland produces I can see very similarities of my life Um, luckily going a little bit slower they get a a warmth because the DMT is coming from the outside into the pineal gland where I have a slow bleed out of of that and actually be able to see different things and I think that they wanted me to have a clearer pineal gland so that I could have these messages coming through 
yeah, fascinates me how as humans we don't perceive reality. You know, like we perceive a very, very small, very small, small spectrum. And I might see that much more, you know, yeah. what's really out there. I know. And, and I think I read this in the Seth books years ago, uh, hallucinogenic drugs like LSD and maybe DMT sort of ayahuasca type drugs, they, what they do is they unblock the blocker sites on the cells that because we have all these blockers on our cells that makes us filter what's this energy and information into this reality that we perceive, right? Mm. And those drugs unblock yeah, those blocker sites. Uh, and the program, yeah. Yeah, and so, so we, we start to perceive more of what is there. And it, it is overwhelming when you think about, mm. about the air and, and all the... You know, television, computer, Wi-Fi, phone, way like all the stuff that's around us that we can't see, dimensions, spirits, like all this stuff that we can't perceive through our five senses. If we did perceive it all, we might, might just go a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, if you go into another dimension, you'll be perceived as crazy in this dimension. If you go, if you go as this person, this program into another dimension, you'll be seen as perceived as crazy. If you're halfway, some people are stepping in and out, you can be perceived as crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, what's crazy? It's, um, you, you know, it's just the majority of humanity saying this is how the program has to be. But the problem with humanity is that we've been brought, born into a program, a natural program as a baby, and then we have another program over top of that. So we're in a program within a program, and that's what we need to start shifting. There's a natural program that um, humanity is supposed to be working with, with the earth and, and, the, and what we created ourselves, because we are creator as well as everything outside of ourselves. We're everything. But because we have allowed uh, a shutdown of ourselves due, and this is where the other um, not-so-nice beings come, you can't have a victim um, without having a perpetrator. So the manifestation of having a perpetrator in our lives to shut us down because we were like babies with matches trying to do trying to, to mess up the, cre the original creation to begin with. So the shutdown come along and then um, the program within the program happened. Now it's time to get rid of that program within the program and come back to the natural program. <laughs> it gets really confusing. Sorry. How many times can I say program? <laughs> Far out. You know, it's just no coincidence that television programs are called programs. Is I it? know. <laughs> There's another fabulous um, pun yeah. on words is, you know, the theatre. When you go in to have an operation, you yeah. go into the theatre, like the theatre of life. Esther Hicks yeah. always says that uh, healing is done when you decide to heal. It's not really the operation or the drugs or the herbs you take. It's your decision. But yeah. we have this theatre that's around us, this theatre of life. And yes. it's interesting that they call an operation theatre a theatre. The age of life. All right. Okay. Back to the back, back to the program. Back to the back to the story. So, um, where were we? Your mother's right, waving to the ETs when you're a kid. Do you remember much of your childhood? Not that one. Um, my childhood. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've I've gone back in time once, and uh, that was a, a very strange experience when I was a child, and. 
only back to my own, own um, I think I was about 11 and I went back to when I was three. Um, and so, yeah, I've had some funny experiences happen, but, you know, nothing that I couldn't cope with. And it wasn't until I left, I ended up with my, my husband that I had a lot more. Then through the next 10 or so years, it was just me healing me and a lot of beings coming and visuals and stuff happening. I got shot uh, before we went to, um, on a holiday once, we went to Fiji um things like i would see <laughs> this sounds horrible but i saw a severed head on my bed of a fijian man and i turned and, and went uh, whatever because i'm so i was so used to seeing things uh he was very friendly he wasn't a mean person <laughs> so uh, we okay, ended so up getting to fiji and going into a cave and when we went into the cave that's where they sacrificed uh fijians and it was just him saying hello and the same, when I was in Fiji, there was a, a lady who was over top of the crib of my daughter that was singing a song of a language I've never heard before. It was apparently Fijian. And I went and asked the chief the next day across the road at the village and the next day because we had a meeting with them to, to drink some ayahuasca. And I said, what do these words mean? Are, are they Fiji? And he's like, it's a Fijian lullaby. So those sort of things that happen to me make me realise this is real. This is not um, my, my made-up imagination because too many things have happened to me that just cannot be explained. Mm. Yeah. So walking between worlds. Okay, so the little Fijian spirit came to you when you booked your trip to Fiji to say hello by showing you his severed head. <laughs> because he was, he was decapitated. He was one that was in the cave that was holding the vibration of that. I, I don't know. It's, what it's interesting because he was smiling, so he wasn't asking for help. It, um, it was just kind of like a bit of a joke. Like, look yeah. at me, I, I was decapitated. That's how I died. I don't know. Yeah. It just, but I, I think these messages come through, though, because it was waking me up to the realisation, yes, you are having premonition dreams. Yes, your visions are for real. Yes, this is a message. Right. Because I am a Virgo, like you, and I need to have um, confirmation all the time. And I, I feel lost without having that real vivid confirmation, which is great because I have 100,000 a, a stories out of it. But um, it keeps me rolling. It keeps me more curious and more curious. Yeah, yeah I know. A curious mind. Love a curious mind. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm just obsessing on that quote by Anne Streber. Humanity is too young to have beliefs. You've got to keep asking questions. Always. <laughs> you know, Anne Streber is Whitney Streber's wife who passed and um, beautiful soul. Okay, so... So basically all this phenomena was happening to you and you felt like it was happening to you and you had no control about it. And then in your thirties, you sort of right, you said, right enough, what was going yeah. on? So I'd had, um, my two children, uh, oh, I had three children. Um, my two, they were very far apart. So 13 years and a half between my eldest and my next one. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had my two children and, um, that were with me now and they, I think awoken me a bit more. So I ended up having a lot of things happening to me. The elementals introduced themselves and when they did, I had a massive, two massive mushroom rings growing in my backyard. Like um, there, 
it was a very crazy time for me because so much was coming at me all the time. And I just, there was a certain point there where I was woken up so many times a night that I just went, enough. I need to take the reins. And I, thought I, was, I was told I was like a lighthouse that was just anyone could come and, and give their message. Dead people, I had phone calls from dead people. Have you ever heard of um, Alison Dubois? Yeah. Medium. Very similar to her, but I wasn't in the, um, obviously, in the murder scenes and all that sort of stuff that she's into. I was into uh, finding out more about myself at that stage and, and, and wanting to help humanity in some way or rather out of it. Um, so it was a lot of information. I just went, enough, right? Uh, what do I want? And as soon as I asked those questions, okay, I want to meet someone of high integrity that is living that I can actually have a conversation with and talk to about this stuff. So that was one thing I asked for. And I got told straight up, well, you don't need to. And I'm like, but I want to. This is what I'm changing. This is what I'm, I'm wanting. Um, and it just so happened a month later, I met the elder. Um, and... Also, I wanted to make sure that I had the reins. So then they said, well, you need to ask a question. If you take the reins, you need to ask a question. And honestly, I was lying there going, what freaking question do I ask? I don't, jeez. And so I just, it popped in my head about schooling and that they're teaching us history and I hated history. And I was thinking, I think there's something wrong with the history that they're teaching us. That's got to be something. So I just asked, well, what's our true history of humanity? And honestly, a few years later, I just forgot about that question. Didn't realise it was still rolling. It was still, I was still getting, it wasn't until 10 years later after all these visitations of four different beings and I pieced together everything that I went, oh, okay. I, I get it now. That was actually the question I asked to begin with. And now I have the answers 10 years later that I, from my perspective, I'm not saying I have all the answers because there's just so much to learn. I'm just saying from my perspective what I was told and that's all I could ever give. But everyone can do whatever they want with the information. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't worry me if they want to take it or don't. I'm not into, into forcing anyone into anything. And I always say to everyone, keep your mind open for new, new um, reality. Because reality is... Um, Malleable? Malleable. Malleable. Absolutely. And that's, you know, evidence when ETs can show up looking like clowns or or your father sits on the bed and comforts you and it's not your father. It's some spirit being looking like your father or angels appear as doctors in hospitals and tells you everything's going to be all right. Um, it's, It's amazing how malleable it is. Are you speaking to a real being, an ET, an angel, a spirit being? I mean, we just don't know. Or because ourselves, projecting ourselves back right, to us. Right. Because we ask the question as a soul that's been confined in a program within a program. And so now is that ourselves coming back at ourselves? Because that was, like I said, the latest question I've been asking is what is reality? Wow, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big question. Look. Ah, what's the true history? Is I don't think we've got time on the show to go through it. We might go through a throughput. But have you written it down? Is it have you written down what they told you? 
I have in, in some emails and stuff, and I've certainly done some talks like Anthony's talk. I went into that a bit more. You want to Yeah, the paradigm shift. So it was such a huge story that to try to shove a huge story into this was. I know. And I'd love to ask you about what the history is, but I just don't think we've got time. It's going to take up, that would take up two hours, but it's basically not the history that we're taught in school. It's really, a lot of people speak, it's really, you know, it's really like um, highly evolved ET beings, creator beings, creating the universe and the different worlds and the different types of people creating that's right. The bigger picture is involvement of us all um, in the universe in this program. So the big picture is um, two two different beings that weren't we got to the pinnacle of their involvement and they couldn't go any further. So they were brought together, and I was told they were Lyrans and the Reptilians. They both had different dimensions, space, and they were brought together and. Um, they they now they then strengthened the other, and and um, because one was consumer and one was creator, so one would create create create, one would consume consume consume. So when obviously if you bring these two together, one's going to try to uh, consume. Well, the ones that were creating were very weak beings, so they're like shit. We better get our energy and get some DNA into us that gives us some strength to fight these new beings that are just taking over everything that we have created and we want to hold on to. Um, so in the end, humanity ended up being uh, the the um, what is it the the birthing of these two energies. So we have both consumer and creator within us. And so we have a key piece to play in, in the evolution of this, this universe with the, the other dimension coming through from the reptilian side. It's, yeah, it's a very long story. <laughs> well, there's no coincidence they call a part of the brain the reptilian brain, is there? And um, it actually speaks to exactly what humans are. They're creators and consumers. I mean, look at what we've created and look at what we consume. I mean, it, yeah, it speaks to exactly what humans are. Yeah, well, there's, there's also the other beings that came in contact with just because I don't want to take them out of the equation is the Palladians and the um, Anunnaki. But the Palladians are more like distant cousins rather than, um, yeah, and the reptilians came through with the Anunnaki because they were on the same, um, they went on their planet first and create and become friendly, as friendly as reptilians can be. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not saying all reptilians are bad, obviously. Um, I'm definitely not. Everyone has, uh, and I even have written it into my next book that there's friendly reptilians on the ship that this girl goes to because I can't, I, you cannot, what girl I, goes to? Every, oh, this is my next book, UFO okay. Girl. Okay, so, so it's not you, it's somebody else. Uh, it, it is somebody else, yeah. I've pieced together a lot of the stuff that I've gone through um, in the book and, yeah, and use that for the information that I'm bringing forth. But so, it's, it's a fictional story with factional bits. Okay, it's a fictional story with factional bits. Okay, great. UFO Girl. All right. Yeah. So uh, you asked the question about, um, let's go into the, uh, the, the Hopi, the Cherokee elder mm. and the telepathic communication. So you, you asked your guides, your mob, I call them my mob, 
uh, you know, again, <laughs> times I've screamed out to them, was like, okay, this is what I want. And they're like saying, you don't need that too. Like they, I'm always arguing with them, yeah, but they yeah. allow me to be human. <laughs> and I just that, think they laugh. And that's part of it. Yeah, I'm sure mine have laughed at me. Once they had like a bullet, bullet shaped thing hovering over my face and I'm looking at it going, yeah, and yeah okay, whatever. And then I realized three days later that my pen was shaped like a bullet and they wanted me to write this stuff down. <laughs> like they must have been sitting there for three days going, what? <laughs> we even showed her our own pen and she still didn't get it. You know? I know, I know. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I get it. So I get it. Okay. So the Cherokee elder, so you said, I want to speak to somebody. I want to have a nice, juicy, conscious, expanded conversation. <laughs> Is that when you met her? Yes. Um, well, I came early to a talk that she was giving in Byron Bay. She came from Ohio and um, she sat down with me straight away and started chatting. And then I had my little baby with me at the time, six months old. Um, and she, she had a connection with her as well. So um, not much was said, just a few things. And, and what, what was, she gave an um, indication to what was going to happen with my baby and stuff like that. And then, sat down and listened to the talk and then I put up my hand shyly and asked a, a question of, I was thinking, I was taught to think positively a few years back and I had lost it. And she said, well, give yourself a break. You've got kids. <laughs> and <laughs> she said, come up here. And then she started doing this changing of my neuron paths. I didn't even know what a neuron path at that stage was, but she changed neuron paths and I came out of that feeling completely clear like I did those years back when I had um, uh, cleared my own mind. And for two weeks, I felt very still within my mind. And I went, okay, this, this lady's got something. I'll go back and see her. So she came back another year uh, and did another big talk and pulled me out of the crowd again. Now, she sees a lot of people all over the earth and everything, but she kept pulling me out of the crowd. And she said she sees codes around people that she's supposed to work with. She, she felt that I was one of what she calls the buffalo hearts. So that's uh, souls, new souls come straight through as a human being to help shift and lift the vibration of earth. So I was um, working with, asked to work with her for quite a few years and um, all worked together. And so I put up some talks for her in Brisbane and she, uh, at one stage there was another fella that she was working with that did a talk at a university and it was like an auditorium. And she had to do a talk on a healing um, movie, which she hadn't seen, a remote healing movie. So she, but she said, here, there's a seat here, Bobby, come and sit next to me. And I'm like, well, that wasn't planned. So I sat next to her and I held her, she held my hand, put her hand on my hand. And then she starts breathing really mm -hmm. quite deeply. And I'm thinking yeah. deeply and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, she's fallen asleep. Right. And yes. in a movie. But no, she hadn't fallen asleep. She connected with me and there was, with telepathic communication, there's a, a, a bond, that, a natural bond of, a pure love that happens between two people connecting like that. And so I'm all of a sudden I was asked in my mind to tell her my story of my life. So I start in my mind telling her my story and then halfway through I'm thinking to myself, rational mind coming in here. 
what the frick? This is just, what, what am I doing? This is, this is not real. Come on. And I said to her telepathically, could you please ask me a question? She's like, what and why? And I'm like, this is confirmation. Just ask me to follow you back to America. And she's like, okay. And then the conversation went down. And the weird thing was through the movie, we were seeing bits of the movie and because the telepathic communication would fade and then the movie would be, we would watch the movie and then back to the, well, every question that the people, people asked in the audience was on the bits that we saw. Hang on, so, hang on. I'm confused. Um, watching a movie. Why were the audience asking questions? So there was an audience. We were all in an audience. And after the movie, she was in the front of the audience and they would be asking her questions about remote viewing. That's why I was like, please don't fall asleep. You've got, a, you've got questions, Q&A after this movie. I see, I see, right. But through the telepathic conversation, the movie would show and then we would be, I'd be focused on the movie and then all of a sudden a link would come back with her and, okay, tell me about this. So it's like she was knowing when the movie was going to, she needed to watch the movie to get that answer for the questions that were coming later. Even yeah. to the point when there was somebody in the audience who didn't put up their hand and she goes, you, you, you want to ask a question? And she yeah. goes, oh yeah, I'm, I'm actually really busting. Where's the toilet? She knew, damn, I had to go. Um, but after that whole thing happened, she called over her husband and said to her husband, hey, um, we want Bobby to follow us back to America, which he was like, hmm, because that's not what Parisha, uh, this elder would say normally. Um, and so he, um, he was like puzzled looking and I looked at her and, and my, I, my jaw just dropped because I realised then that was my confirmation of what I asked her to say, which was, told to me telepathically before or I asked it telepathically before and she whispers in my ear and she said it's magical isn't it and I'm like far out so then I went back to the flat that I was staying at and honestly there was this feeling still connected with her for a while and my logical brain is going why would you want to be with her that much that's like love you can't want to be with someone that intimately this is crazy thinking, like our, our brain almost, my brain almost couldn't handle it. Um, but she was, she was concerned. She was, she knew that that could be quite overwhelming for the program that we're living in um, because the intensity of the um, love of the compassion was huge. So that was very interesting. And I wanted to bring that up to say to people, you know, that telepathic isn't just, talking it's a it's a communication of two two energies coming together and knowing it's not it's it's not like just talking in your head as feelings is everything goes with it we have so much to learn we we have so much to learn we have no i mean you know there are people like you and i and amazing people on the earth psychics and but we are kindergarten children compared yeah. to what's possible, really. Um, well, and she was taken away from as a young baby to live with an elder, her grandmother, for the first, I think, eight or nine years. Um, I hope I don't get any of this wrong and that she doesn't come back and say, you got that wrong. <laughs> um, but uh, so she was then brought into a tribe after she was 
by herself with a grandmother. And apparently the stories that were coming out of that, she used to literally disappear out of this reality and go into another reality. And her grandmother would say, no, you don't do that because you're in this reality. This is where you're supposed to stay. So it was a, she learned the ways that we could go in between different realities and everything. There's so much more to learn with earth and the magic of earth. It's, it's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, people talk about, uh, you know, I've had the brilliant teacher. You remind me a little bit of uh, the Australian Penny Kelly. Have you seen Penny Kelly? She's a brilliant consciousness teacher in the States and I just adore her. She's been on the show and she's been in our inner sanctum. And uh, she's, she's, she's in her 70s now, so she's had a longer experience. But um, she was like, after a Kundalini awakening, she could see the elementals. She, had, she could talk to the elves in the garden. She saw all these different beings. Like she had all this access yeah. to all these beings and uh, out-of-body experiences going different. Yeah, going to different dimensions. and just... There was a beautiful account that I had when I was walking through a forest called Mary Can Cross in Mulaney. And a fellow that was a friend of mine that was with me said, oh, there's portholes around there. So automatically I just go, portholes, I'm open because I'm open anyway. Um, and we walked through past these two magnificent oak, uh, rose gum trees. And I think one of them's fall. Well, I know one of them's fallen down now. But as I walked past, um, I saw my, my next step become slow motion, like very slow motion. And I looked up and it was like my reality had sped up within myself. So when I looked at my body, it was going slow. And then I saw a uh, entity, a being that was about two, two and a half feet tall, uh, very shadowy though, not completely clear. Yeah. And that it, it raced past me and then looked behind a tree at me and then was, oh my God, she's seen me. And then vip, 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 I saw a zip, zip, zip from tree to tree really fast. So they see us as sloths. Absolutely. I've just, you've just, I've just had a download. Um, I've, I've oh, that's so interesting. I've heard many people talk about, you know, being hit by a car or something happened, and then everything goes into slow motion. And I have often felt like I'm wading through everything so slow in this just slow. <laughs> so vibration is probably used to being in a faster vibration and higher <laughs> dimensional beings that we can't perceive, like elves and sasquatches and spirit and what like we're surrounded by them are vibrating at a faster rate so what happens when we speed up our energy we perceive our body in slow motion i've just that's had that aha uh -huh motion yeah that's right and even in quantum physics where they know that a little uh, particle will spin but when it gets to a certain point it disappears it doesn't disappear. It's just as that. It, it, it's just too fast for us to perceive it. Like a fan. Like yeah. a fan. I've got the fan on yeah. at the moment. It's like, yeah. So when the blades so, of the fan go so fast, you can't see them anymore. Like uh, a propeller of a... All sense of the reality. It is not there to us. Mm. Like we could go through it then because it's not there to us. So, um, but then it pops back in. So even quantum physics has proven that there's other things outside of our our existence, our, our reality or perceived program. Okay, so the question begs, I know you're asking these questions, I can hear you, people watching this. 
I've heard many questions come up, which I haven't asked, but um, how do we speed up our frequency so we can perceive other realities? Like, mm. do you know how to deliberately do that? Well, at this point, <laughs> at this point, there's a, a bit of work, a lot of inner work to do with a lot of people. Right. So, and I'm sure that a lot of people are going through this anyway because we are going through a shift and a shift is to speed up and, and uh, clear out ourselves even more. So what I was told is that the two hemispheres, left and right brain, need to start becoming into balance again because mm -hmm. we're perceived as coming from a war zone and it's nothing to do with, well, it is and it isn't, to do with the wars that are happening. That's just a projection, a projection of what's really going on within ourselves. So our left and right brain, our intuition, our imagination has been told, shut up, you're not allowed to be, but it's, it's part of us, it's half of us. And the, the logical side is allowed to take over. So the logical side, and, and it's, there's this war going on for power within ourselves. So I have to listen to my intuition. Oh no, my logic's gonna take over. Um, so we need to come to a stiller moment. And once they start working together and we realize like the yin yang that happens where the um, negative, uh, the, sorry, the logical side of ourselves is just as important as the intuition. Intuition imagines a new thing out of our out of our uh, our program, and the logic puts it into practical into practical material. Um, yeah, around creates everything around us. So, yeah, so we now I, I, start learning to use our imagination in a very uh, a lot a lot better way, rather than just shut it down or say that it's fabricated and we can use it to clear our crap we can go back to our past and say if I see it from a new perspective now oh my god I'm 50 now when it happened when I was 10 and that boy really bit me up or whatever what an what a nasty boy I hate him and every time somebody that's got the same similar voice or reminds you of him you get angry and you get reactive well you could go back to that scenario and say to yourself well I'm 50 now that poor boy had a terrible upbringing I know a lot more now use your imagination to see past it um the merry-go-round was a really good one with me when I was young I was three three or four I was caught on a merry-go-round in the dark and my parents were watching but I, I couldn't get off. I was too, I was very tiny and too little to get off. And I had no money and the, the ride had stopped and my parents had disappeared, probably trying to find my brother who's always missing. <laughs> and then uh, the man came around and started the ride again. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got no money. Oh my God, where's my parents? I've got no support. And, and he came around and he was fine. I was bawling my eyes out. Ugh. So he was like, it's okay, you can ride, it's fine. I don't, you don't have to pay. And I got got off the ride well from then on I have had a life of feeling like I had no money feeling like I had no support I didn't like the dark it, it just those stories kept coming back and coming back and then I got to the stage where I went I don't want to do this anymore and I realized it was to do with that so I went back and I imagined myself as being a little boy instead of a, a timid scared girl and I and a boy, I was thinking, what would a boy do? He would go, yeah, awesome, free ride, cool. Totally different perception. So from then on, people started giving me free rides, free things, free everything. I'm like, whoa, okay, my reality and reflection has completely shifted. Absolutely. Why? Because I use my imagination to go back. So there's, 
Your imagination is a lot more you can do with it. And that's why I brought out the book, Imagine Holding Hands. Not only can it, I wanted to, to make a clear path that there's more outside of ourselves. So I bring a lot of that in that you can talk to the animals that imagine all these very strange, cool things that we can do. Because if you don't imagine something, you will never, ever get there. Yeah. The first step is to at least allow yourself the possibility that these things can happen. We're imagining everything into being, really, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Everything. We think that, you know, my guides, when I was young, masseuse, and I started seeing everyone's past lives and, like, all this phenomena was happening, I kept saying, what? am I making this up? Am I making this up? And that kept saying, you're making it all up, Karen. And mm. I said, no, 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 is it just my imagination? They said, it's all imagination. And they, mm-hmm. they just, my logical brain was looking for a yes, no answer and they weren't giving it to me. Right. And that's exactly right. You're, when I, you're I had a, creating all of it. You're creating yeah. up that you're a masseuse and there's a person on your table and that, you know, you're creating all of it. You are it's, the creator. It's like they just kept telling me that my logical brain's going, no, 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 you don't understand. Is this yeah. just my imagination? <laughs> what I understand now, that was when I was in my 20s, is that it's all imagination. That imagination, mm. like Einstein said, imagination, logic will take you so far, imagination will take you anywhere. We can mm-hmm. imagine anything into being. That's right. You have to imagine everything. You have to imagine something first for it to become a reality and then the logical brain can put it into the reality. And your path that you will lead down is to that path of that imagination coming true. If you have enough focus, the focus is another key. getting Getting back to what we were talking about before, so you have the two brains that are now working together. And there's a, the gland inside our brain called the pineal gland, which is the third eye. Now, they told me that... Um, that third eye has uh, teeny tiny little crystals within it. And those crystals vibrate. Now, most people is uh, fluor- with fluoride and all this, you know, pesticides and stuff, it's crystallized over. So we have to start shaking that loose. There's a technique you can do putting your tongue on the top of your uh, mouth and finding a very cool vibration and focusing on the pineal gland to shake it free and um, that's one exercise i was told okay uh, so let's once we- quickly let's do it with the audience so you put your tongue on the top of your mouth mm. and, and then what you sort of vibrate through your nose focusing mm. focus on the pineal gland which is in the center of your brain yeah yeah right. so, yeah yeah, I think where it's those two lower. points meet. If you put your head on the t- top and went there, if the, where those two points meet. Well, at least, at least with intention, at least with intention, um, I'm going to vibrate my pineal gland. So you'll find that frequency that vibrates that pineal gland for you. Everyone's would probably be different. I'm not sure. Um, uh, so that was the pineal glands when it has those tiny little crystals in it. Um, when it's clear and you focus it to go into another vibration into another frequency it 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 can like the tibetans the tibetans will uh chant and Mm. then they they do the sand mandalas and the mandalas are the little crystals chinging into these little sacred geometry patterns that's the key so when you put salt, you shake it, you put it on a vibrating plate, it's called somatics, and the vibrating plate, you tune it up, it will ching into different um, uh, geometrical patterns. Mm. And that's called somatics with a C. 
So if you want to look up somatic C-Y-M-A-T-I-C, I think, then that, that'll show you what your pineal gland will do. So here's the Tibetan, Tibetans, they chant, they go into a clear state of mind, and then they, they see these visuals of the keys that lead them through to different dimensions to be able to retrieve information back. So that what happens is the pineal gland produces, and this isn't known, this is what I was told, this isn't in, in the books. Is I think a lot of people are starting to get the same messages now, so it's easy for me to come out with it, but I found out this years and years ago. Um, so the, the pineal gland produces serotonin, melatonin, uh, serotonin changes it into melatonin and yields it, I've, I've been told with a bit of cultured food acid or some kind, to a DMT and when the DMT is released with the crystals holding frequency of the pattern that you want to go explore you then rush into that frequency so you are then in the other frequency but you cannot get through to that pineal gland without a clear mind no no other dimension of higher frequency will even allow you to go into that pattern with that, without that clear mind. So there's no uh, doing a big CERN hydrocollider thing and, and going in and uh, to another dimension. The only dimension they're going to go is the same vibration, maybe a bit different than this, this um, dimension, but same crap, same stuff. Why? Because they're not clear within their mind. They haven't, um, they haven't done the work. The inner yeah. work. So, yeah. no matter how much, how big you make the hydrocolider, how much you do, if you don't do the inner work, you cannot go through to those places. You'll get booted back. So, yeah. that's, that's their protection. Their protection. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like, and also the crop circles, um, some of them, not all of them. Some of them are other dimensions and frequencies and, and extraterrestrials trying to communicate with us and giving us the keys and that those patterns are the keys to focus on to connect with them like a telephone line so that was an interesting thing i was told as well yeah yes absolutely uh the inner work for those who are wondering is forgiveness letting go of resentments hatreds letting go of stories that torture you it's the program that you have within yourself. So when uh, I was told that we have to now train our brain. So to train our mind, I was told to focus, get a default, like a computer has a default program. My default program was at first fluffy ducks. And then I changed it to sunflower because the sunflower has a beautiful pattern with the... Um, uh, okay, for people watching this, um, I think you might be just going a bit quickly. What do you mean by default? So find something to focus on and keep focusing on that. So create a neural pathway, a repetitive neural pathway, so that when you're at rest, like you're not focusing and thinking about something, you'll naturally go back to that frequent vibration. It's more to do with if you're thinking negative thoughts, you can use that object that you have trained your brain to go back to to stop the thought pattern that or projection that oh my god this has happened that happened before it's going to happen again okay no go back to the default program so i go back to the sunflower so i'm training my brain every time i catch myself thinking 
projecting my future into a shitty place, yeah. I go back to the default. So I'm training my brain, no, we're not going there. We're staying, we're staying with this. It could be anything. It can be a car. It can be a sound. It can be a, a smell. It can be anything you choose to be. I remember Esther Hicks talking about her, she didn't use the word default, but um, she was speaking about a similar thing. And her granddaughter, Kate, who just gave her so much joy. So when she would go into down a negative path, she would just think, no, I don't want to think about that. I would prefer to think about Kate and her giggling and her, you know, that's my interaction that's... with Kate and how we giggle together and, yeah, and just, yeah, just, just shift her focus from, oh, to Kate. Yeah. yeah. So what we're doing here, what I'm trying to explain is we're training the monkey mind. Because our minds are, oh my God, that's going to happen. Oh my God, no. And, and create, and what you're doing is you're creating the actual problem to happen. You're going down that path because you're imagining your life into existence all the time. Yeah, that was something. have to stop it, come back to default. And then you get to the point when you get, when it gets easier to do that, you get to the point where, okay, I don't need the default so much. Now I can just steal my mind enough. And imagine a new, a new reality. Okay, where do I really want to go? If this person I keep bumping into that's given me grief all the time, where do I want to go with this? I'll, you know, you could say, well, maybe I don't want that person in my life anymore. It was so surprising when you start changing your decisions on what you want into your life. All of a sudden, they're, they've gone. They've decided to up and move or you just never bump into them again. Yeah. But when you do, it's for a purpose. And so it's, it's learning to train your life and, and create your life again. Train your focus. I know that um, when you talk about creating your own reality, there are a lot of people out there that say, you know, this terrible thing happened to me and I never imagined that, that it would. It came from left field. Mm. And when you really go back and you look at what they're focusing on, they might have watched movies repeatedly mm. that had something similar happen, some yeah theft say some person stealing say they let's just make up a scenario somebody was robbed i never imagined that would happen to you. and they might be running on this constant fear of losing something losing that's, something yeah and that's how this that's a default too that the, the yeah. constant underlying then, fear is right. creating their reality and even though they might be having a great day and happy and then a terrible thing happens and it feels like it comes out of left field yeah but it's actually it's being bubbling up and and creating itself for years sometimes mm, years, yeah because of your yeah. focus because of the type of movies that you watch maybe horror movies and yes. so people don't understand how powerful the imagination no. is even no. though we might say i could never have imagined this thing happening to me yeah. or you might say to yourself i really want my friend to be really happy and they're maybe uh, sick in their you know, and the cancer or something, and or they have an illness or something, you, and you project. I really want them to be happy, and then they die. Oh my God, they died! And I was saying, you know, imagine. Well, they're actually probably happier. Yeah, they're happy now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was doing this with um some people that were in my house the other day. Someone was talking, and this is what people do all the time. So I was talking about a friend. She's really depressed. She's really depressed. I think she's going to kill herself. And this is what we do as healers or as caring people. We keep focusing on what's wrong with the people. We imagine what the worst, you know. And yeah. so I just said, all right, stop, stop, stop. There was only three of us. I said, put her in the center of the living room. Mm. And then put her in a golden light. See her healthy. See yes. 
free. Like if, use that imagination to see what you want instead of what is. But yeah, we don't realize that as we keep focusing on what's wrong with someone, mm. it feels like love. It feels like concern. It feels mm. like, oh my God, you know, they're so sick. Terrible, terrible. We keep repeating that story. We keep we're actually feeding, we're feeding we this story, actuating the yeah. story. So making it actual yes. instead of changing it to the story. Well, what do you want? I want them yeah. to. We'll see them well. Imagine them well. Yes. This is something as humans, we really need to get around. Well, the shamans used to imagine the person healthy. So exactly. if a person that had a cut on their hand, they would imagine it healthy. When uh, I did Nawati medicine with the Cherokee, the first thing we were showing is, is cards of the anatomy and all healthy. So this really nuts me when I see um, the cigarette packets because it's just promoting illness and imagining us into illness. And they know that. They know that. They know if they can get us into illness, they have us locked down. So we, we need to start dishing that. No more supporting illnesses. I don't like these words of supporting cancer. I, I love supporting healthy bodies. Yeah, I'm so with you, darling. I get so many. Please put a pink heart on your Facebook page to support breast cancer and people just do not understand the power of their focus. Let's all think about breast. Let's have breast, breast cancer can. awareness week. Oh, Let's just focus on breast cancer. Like we just don't get it. We, just, we don't get it. It's creating the problem more. And if you go back to the original programs, we know that we, they know that that's how we create outside. If we, a shaman will imagine a healthy body. Mm. That's how we create a healthy body. If I have an illness, if I wake up with a cold, I imagine that cold been, you know, going, leaving my body. I'm not going, I imagine myself being healthy. That's how I clear things. Mm, I mean, and you might get an indication, you might get an indication or dream uh, to sweat it out, or you might get a, a dream to go there's a certain plant that will help you or something that that's the, the original program that we were in to begin with instead of going to a medical center and asking for a pill that gives you another symptom and gives you even more grief later on yeah absolutely look we've got way off track but i knew we would because there's so much <laughs> There's so much to talk about. I've written, you know, I, I've, I watched that beautiful conversation you had with Anthony at the Paradigm Shift uh, conference last year. It was last year, the end of last year, September. Yeah, September, yes. So for people in Brisbane, Anthony puts on this beautiful Paradigm Shift conference and invites all these delicious people to come and talk, and you were one of them last year. And you talked about Steve Irwin. Now, you had a knowing about Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. You had a knowing about his death. I thought that was fascinating because I know he's quite well-known, especially with um, people overseas. You know, he was this big personality and he died tragically. What what did you know about his... What what was happening... This is when I was still trying to find myself and having a lot of dead people and all sorts of things coming to me. Right. Um, so that w- this is a, a still learning about myself thing. But um, what happened was I woke up and had a vision. Of, first of all, months prior to this, to his death, 
I had a dream, a very vivid dream of me being an eagle flying down and seeing him in a tree house and he's looking out an open window and there's all these animals coming towards and he had to help them go in between the earth and, and this vibration, the next vibration. There was some that was probably maybe going to be, um, uh, you know, not on earth anymore. Um, anyway, yeah, but he was very sad and his name was Steve. Yeah. And but I, I didn't put two and two together. I just knew there was a man there that was named Steve and he was looking at the animals coming and it was another place. And I call that his heaven. This right. is his heaven um, because that's what it felt like at the time. But if it, it, what happened was after that dream, I kept having um, strange things happen to me. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not into cooking. All of a sudden I was into cooking. Majorly, and I couldn't get his name out of my head. And I had a boyfriend when I was a young girl at high school called Stephen. And I'm like, maybe he's dead. And I was trying to Google to find out if he's alive and all sorts of stuff. Well, a few days before his death, I wake up to a vision of a little uh, angelic girl with a crossbow and arrow, and she fires it at my heart. And I'm like, well, and then next to the window was a coffin with dad, a dad in the coffin. And I woke up and saw this happen and just started crying and went, oh, my God, what's going on here? Um, it was because he was fired by the, he was taken out by the um, stingray, which are the angels of the um, sea. So he was fired through the heart with the stingray. Um, Oh, okay, yeah. right. Why and, do you think he left the planet so young? I think he has had another calling. Right. Um, I believe that he had another calling for the animals that were in between, going in between, he needed to help them shift because the vibration is so thick here for the animals. The cows are slaughtered. We're consuming so much and all that sort of stuff. I think he had a call, different calling. Um, to help the animals in that respect. Um, and, yeah, it, it's, it's a sad thing. When I heard it on the radio, I was like, oh, my God, and started crying. And I didn't even put two and two together to it. It was later on, hang on a sec. Oh, my God, I've dreamt of his heaven. And so I painted it. I painted his heaven. And I, I actually sent something to, to Terry, but um, a copy of it. But... I don't know if they got it because everyone was sending them stuff at that time. Like they had thousands of pieces of mail. So I'm not sure if they got it. But I did, I did draw the painting of his heaven, yeah, or painted. You know, when I pose the question, I get all the information just downloads and I just got so much information on him. I, um, I haven't thought about him for years, but I remember at the time he died being quite confused and perplexed why such a beautiful... So. Eco warrior would be would be um, would leave so tragically, but there's a whole lot of personal reasons why he left his body too. Because when you said he had another calling, you know, there's an aspect of him that could have been fulfilling that calling. Mm -hmm. You know, we're multidimensional, but then there's a whole other, you know, yeah. about his family. It was, it was about two weeks after his death. I woke up and I heard very external voice going, "Right, now, Steve, your turn." And he came through as a moth or a butterfly that was khaki colour. Probably a butterfly that was khaki because right. he always wore khaki colours, right? Yeah, yeah. And 
he flew next to my ear so loud, like when you do this next to your ear, I felt the wind and everything and it was loud. And I'm like, you have to back off. He was panic struck. I think he was like for two weeks just going, wow, look at all this out in the sea. And then all of a sudden he's like, hang on a sec, something's not right here. And it was like two weeks later when he, in our time when he was like, oh my God, what's going on? So I, I sat him down at the end of the bed, had a chat to him and said, just just chill. It's okay. It's meant to happen. Just go back to the zoo and just calm down under a tree. And the weird thing was I heard an interview from Bindi that had said that around the same time she was led to the outside and saw her dad under a tree and was chatting to him. So that was sweet. Yeah. And then I found out he was really into cooking and I'm like, no, I know. Crazy with the cooking. You know crazy with I didn't even know that until after. Yeah. Sorry, my other computer's talking to us. All right. Okay. So let's get back to your questions. The first question was, what is humanity's history? Mm. And then the next question was, what is humanity's potential? Mm. This is something I want to talk about. What were you shown? And who are you talking to when you're talking to the people? Are you given any? So so it happens all sorts. All sorts of things will happen. Um, It's not just one being standing there telling me this is the the potential it's like yeah. bits and pieces and bits and pieces they'll have have a dream of falling and grasping hold of uh, of a ditch and I'm, I'm trying to cling on to that so much and then I just go ah oh, stuff it and fall and when I'm falling a voice is saying to me I am in every I am in everything I am in everything and then I see and I see a grandmother and I see a baby and I'm like I am everyone I am everyone and I'm like, okay. And then I saw a big, huge mandala at the bottom of it that was white that I fell into. And then I felt the wind and everything, felt myself falling back into myself. So I realized then that I got the piece of information about the mandala and the pineal gland. And I got the fact that we are everything is us and we are everything. So it was, there was certain things that will happen to me um, that lead me to clues. Sometimes I'll wake up from something like that happening and then I'll get on my computer and the first thing I see is Jill Bolt Taylor's talk, TED Talk on the plane. Yes. And then she's talking about being in La La Land. And I'm like, well, this is what I was just told. Yeah. So these, I'll have a dream about something and then I'll get the information because I need confirmation, lots of confirmation. And so I'll get the confirmation from Jill Taylor that, yes, this is right and you are dreaming the right thing. And, yeah, I listen to those, those, those messages. So, yeah, a lot of that is to do with it. And like I said before, with the potential of humanity, the first thing we have to do is start clearing our mind. The next thing we have to do is start taking control of our reality and what we want to create. The next thing is then when we start doing that, the magic starts happening because once we start controlling and deciding, wow, anything is possible, anything is possible. So I get then into the, the question about reality. What is reality? Well, to me, reality is being told that I'm the only reality. You're the only reality. We all exist in, in our own world of our own reality, but we're all one. And it's, I understand it, but to describe this to somebody on the internet is so difficult. But if you really think about it, outside of this, there's only your bubble. There's only the bubble of 
is there trillions of people on the earth? We were told that. Do I see trillions of people in my life? No, I don't. Um, there's, there's so many more aspects they keep showing me. It's like you are the only reality and your reality is this bubble that you are floating through, creating your reality as you go. It's, and things come into that bubble all the time to, to um, teach you or to be part of that reality and, and so forth. Um, it's, it's a really difficult one to describe. It is when I was a young, when I was young, uh, facilitating the Academy of Light in my thirties, we had a spiritual teacher and don't ask me what his name is. I've forgotten, but he was talking very cryptically to my young logical brain. And I was just, I was just dying trying to grasp what he was saying, but he was saying something very similar. He was saying, we think that we're in the world, but the world's in us. We think that we're in the universe, but the universe is in us. And I'm having this imagination of like me being my body at the time and like there's the universe inside me and I'm thinking, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> you know, think like, logically, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think logically and physically. Mm. But it's true, you know, you have two people look at a painting. One mm. sees beauty and one sees horror. Yeah. I mean, what is the what is reality? It is reality a, is your perception. It's your it. perspective, your perception. Yeah. And there is only one reality because there's only you. There's only your reality. You yeah. don't feed off my you don't feel my reality. You feed your you feed your reality and create your reality. It's the only reality that so why would we then want to uh, bring in nasty, crappy, horrible, nasty things into our reality? We to me, we are God and God is us. Everything is God and God is everything. It, it is one thing and, and it becomes, it's, it's just one of those mind-blowing, trippy things. Okay, so <laughs> you like, post the question. Let's answer it. Why would we want to bring crappy things into our reality? What, what, what do you? Yes, because we've been caught in a program within a program. And it's trying to get us out of that program within a program. It's trying to get us out of the fact that we are it's trying to teach us that we're creating our own reality. So if we have a negative thought, oh, my God, that's going to happen. Well, hello, it's going to happen. Oh, my God, I'm going to meet that person. They're going to be such an asshole to me. Well, that's going to be happening. Um, and then, you know, like you say, the surprise things might happen, but it's very, it's, it's amazing what our belief system does subconsciously mm-hmm. and we need to start taking control of the subconscious as well as the conscious so that we don't bring in because we're so closed off with this program it's shut us down so much that we have part of ourselves that's still operating out of fear from underneath and it's that's why we've got to keep we we keep bringing fear things fear-based things into our reality look in this particular dimension in this particular time in history, we are, we're marinating in fear and we don't even realise it. And I it's have, around us all the time and that's the problem. The yeah. society in this program that's over top of the original program is fear-based. We have it everywhere. Oh, my God, we've got to go to work. Oh, my God, we've got to, we're never going to have enough money. Oh, my God, I'm ill now. I've got to go to the doctor. I've got to get a 1,001 pills. Oh, my God, I'm not pretty enough. You know, it's constant. It's just constant. And honestly, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself if you try, if you're having a go at getting out of this program and, and really working at the fact that you're creating your own reality. Don't be so hard on yourself because you are in this bombardment of negative stuff. 
So just say, well, I did a dip and I went down into the shitty program. I mean, my life's not perfect yet either. So when the shitty programs start, you start to see it and then you go, crap, I don't really want that. How am I going to shift that? And you come back to the default and then you imagine yourself a better reality and let it go. Because if you don't let it go, it's saying to the universe, you don't believe it's going to happen. And that's a really important key and one of the hardest ones to do. If you want to manifest anything into your life, the biggest thing is to let it go. Yes, I've put it out to the universe. Of course it's going to happen. I don't need to think about that anymore. Exactly, exactly. That's a really key point. Of course it's going to happen. I don't need to think about it anymore. That's what everyone does when they they do deliberate creation or law of attraction. They keep focusing on what they want, thinking if I focus more and harder, it's yeah. going to come quicker. And that's actually the opposite. It's that's that the opposite because you're actually putting out to the universe, I want. That you don't trust it. I, well, that you don't yeah, trust. You don't that, trust. You don't and trust the kitchen's got your order. You know, I always use the analogy of being well, you, in a restaurant and then giving your order to the kitchen and trusting that they've got your order and the food's going to come. <laughs> you don't keep going, have you got my order? Have you got my order? Like, yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, you can't, you can't hold somebody else's hand. You can't say, can you try to hold someone else's hand? You either hold someone else's hand or you don't. You don't say, I'm going to pick up that cup of coffee. Is it going to move? So this is where tele- telekinesis come in. You can't say to that, that cup of coffee, um, is it going to move? Come on, move. Um, you know, absolutely, 100%. No doubts. Of course it's going to move. It's going to move from there to there. And it will telekinetically move itself from there to there. You're shifting your reality from within. You have okay, to. so that's how you did the telekinesis, so moving things with your mind. Uh, I, I, I posed this question with, um, oh, God, if I'm blank, me and names, uh, it'll come to me. Someone had a near-death experience and she was with a guide. It'll come to me. Her name will come to me in a minute. She's a friend and I can't think of her name. Um, creating her reality from her broader perspective, from her spiritual perspective and um, creating her injuries Mm. You know, and laughing with her guide as she would look down that timeline and see how she she did, you know, without a hand or with one blind eye, or and um, and and having such joy in that. When we see that as such tragedy, and from that broader perspective of love, all of it is joy. And 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 um, and uh, yeah. And I said, well, how do we create? And she said, well, it's not a matter of creating; it's just a knowing. It's from yeah. that from that reality you know you can so you don't need to find out how to because you just know you can Can. and and that's something that we don't understand yeah creation is something that you know when you know you it happens you know you wake up in the morning and the sun will rise you know that when you pick up you take your hand and wrap it around a cup of tea it's going to lift up and it's going to go you know you know you don't think about is that going to go into my mouth oh my god i hope it goes into my mouth yeah exactly you don't think like that at all um yeah it's it's a very valuable thing to know to let go and and just trust trust is huge to let Um, go of doubt i I, honestly i want to also just say um i can do i've done that telekinetic thing but i can't i'm still not at the point where i can move things left right and center i want the audience to realize i'm not at the ability stage yet to go you're not levitating the furniture rise computer (laughs) yeah um, I, I, 
I honestly believe that there are children born on this earth now that can do that. Though. Absolutely. Um, and it's only because of our vibration of knowing that this can happen that's allowing them to be born. Yeah. So I, even though I'm not, I've still got a lot in my mind that's, oh, doubt, doubt, you know, we're, my partner and I work on it all the time. We play dice games and then we'll go, we'll fuel into imagining like throwing the dice and then it saying the number before it comes up and like we'll throw it and then he'll throw it and then I'll throw it. And then one time there I was like throwing it in a four and a four popped up. He did six, six popped up. I went two, two popped up, one, one popped up. And then we went, <gasps> and as soon as you go, <gasps> it's not going to happen anymore because you're doubting the fact that this is actually blooming taking place. And you could feel that feeling of knowing this. You could feel that yeah. feeling of, absolute it's just clarity it's clarity yeah. that it's going to happen and to get to that point when we're constantly bombarded all the time but I did luckily with that that piece of paper on the rubber with a nail through it that if you if you google tele, telekinesis and bobby you'll see um, me moving that piece of paper on the on the end of a nail stuck through a rubber um, and that was a clear space of mind. I was just really freaking lucky at that moment that I was in such a clarity to have my camera on at the same time. Um, yeah, so it's not something that I'm, we're, I'm still working on it. I'm well, still we're working. all still working. That's what we're practicing, you know. We're practicing to clear our minds, to be clear, to be direct, to be focused, to be focused on what we want instead of focused on what is. Esther says it repeatedly. She's been saying it for 35 years. Over and over and over and over again, you humans, Abraham, you humans keep focusing on what is instead of focusing on what you want. And we do. We get sick. We have pain in our body. We think, oh, the pain, the pain, the pain, the pain. Go to the doctor, the pain, the pain, instead of focusing on not having the pain because reality is so distracting. You know, we're looking at what is. We're pointing at politicians we don't like. We're saying at the climate change we don't want. We're looking at what is instead mm. of imagining what we want. And, and I, I think that's, that's very valid. Um, I also still post some things on things like that because I want reality to shake, shake reality up and say, I don't want this anymore. So if I say, well, just be aware that the government's going this way and this is the path that you're going down. Now, do you want that? No. Well, let's, let's talk about how we can shift that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how, how I work. Uh, I, I don't pretend things aren't going to, aren't happening. I, I see it for what it is, but I also know that I can shift it to a vibration that's outside of that. So, for instance, I got a speeding fines, quite a few speeding fines at one stage, and I had little girls just broke up with my partner. I was not in a very clear state of mind at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I thought, I can't afford this. I've, I'm down to one point. Oh, my God, I'm going to lose my license. This is shite. I paid the fine, and then I went, I'm just going to shift it. I'm, I'm, I, this isn't going to be in my reality. I'm going to shift it. So I got the urge, and this is what happens is you'll follow up with an urge to do something, maybe. Um, and I got the urge to run up, ring them up, and I said to them, there's a camera, and I think that it's, it's just clicking everybody because I'm pretty sure it's taken, you know, it's, it's told me that I'm speeding when I'm not. But can you just check it out? Well, she was quite angry on the phone, and rah, 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 it's you, you're speeding, blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm like, oh my God, well, that didn't work. So I put down the phone and left it. But I just kept that vibration. No, it's clear. It's clear. It's fine. Take, take command of my life. It's not going to happen. And then I, let, I forgot about it, like, which is a great thing, letting mm. go. Mm. I forgot about it. Three months later, it came in my head, what, how many points we've got now? So I rung up. I was hoping to get maybe the three back again or something. Rung up and she said, oh, no, love, you've only got two points off. And I just about went to say, but I only had one. And I'm like, don't go there, Bobby. You're going to manifest the one point again if you go there, back there. But this is what I mean. We, we don't realize how much power we have Absolutely. to create our own reality and to shift the craziest things. Absolutely. We think it's so sorry. You know, my car broke down recently and I took it to my mechanic and he said, it's the transmission. It's going to cost you $5,000 to fix it, right? I said, oh, damn, I don't have 5000 So anyway, I discounted my sessions and I got all these sessions and I started making money. But I was stressing over it and my guides were saying, why are you stressing? And I said, well, I, I, you know, I don't want this to happen. They said, well, what do you want? And I said, okay, what do I want? Well, I want my transmission not to be broken. And mm -hmm. if something's broken, I want to pay probably maximum 2000 the maximum 2000 no more than 2000 And they said, fine. So as I was ringing around for someone to fix it, because my mechanic doesn't fix transmissions, I spoke to a guy who said, oh, love, it sounds like it might be this. And then he spoke to my mechanic and then my mechanic looked and it wasn't the transmission, it was something else. It was an $800 fix. Yay. And then I got something else fixed that needed to be fixed and I ended up spending about 2000 on it. It's like exactly what, what I, yeah. Exactly. Isn't that interesting? Like, but you know what's funny? I was really stressing because $5,000 was just not doable for me at the time and my daughter was staying with me. So her car has broken down her van and it's the transmission. And the same deal is she can get a second hand one for 4,000 or a new one for 5,000. And she hasn't got that money either, but she's manifested that reality. So she rings me up and I, t and I told her what to do. Focus on what you want. Focus on what you yeah. want. Yeah. And what do you want? She says, I want Betty back. She calls her car, her van, Betty. I want yeah. Betty back. I want Betty back. And I don't have 5,000 to fix her, but she hasn't, managed at this point let go and trust yeah but it's so interesting that what happened to me then happened to her because she was yeah. seeing me go through it she was thinking about she it manifested she manifested it i know but she did have a crappy old car that did have a crappy <laughs> yeah but, but then, it could have stayed working until yeah. she sold the car yeah. and then broke it down I mean, it's just yeah. just i had i had similar I, I had a van a delica van and and it broke completely everything blew up in it and i was sitting in the van with this blowing up like everything was gone it was it was dead and I was sitting in the van waiting for the guy to come and tow me away. And I just went, I don't know how this is. This is the good one to say. I don't know how this is going to work out, but it's going to work out fine. I'm staying calm with this because I know it's going to work out fine. Exactly. So I ended up getting, getting towed to a mechanic and they had plastered all over their walls. You're not allowed to take your car until the bill's paid. Well, these mechanics just looked at me and said, don't worry about it. I, I told them that I would I just split up. I was waiting, you know, it could be another year before I get money from the house and stuff. And they said, don't worry about it. You can take, you can take our car, take your girls to school. So I drove their spare car to school for four months 
while they were fixing my car. And they said I didn't have to pay until I got the money from my ex-husband. Wow. And it was like a year later. And I gave them a big, you know, basket of stuff and everything. So, I mean, to, that's what I'm saying is that you'll be direct. What happens is you're directed to the right place to get the right, to get your reality created that you wanted to create. We are. You know what we do? We have such puny dreams. Not that... Um... Not that money is something that we need to focus on, but we can focus on being supported abundantly, which mm. means that when stuff happens like $5,000 bills, we've got, we've got what, you know, we've got all we need and we don't, we focus on surviving the next bill, the next bill, like, yeah, we focus on just having enough to get by instead of focusing on um, abundance. Being That's right. Abundance. Well, one of the biggest um, aha moments for me was when I was camping and I was, uh, I went to a field of just grass and then I sat down and went, well, if I'm creating my own reality, then that means anything's possible. So I should be able to just sit down here, sit down anywhere and close my eyes and steal my mind enough to pick a four-leaf clover without looking. So I just walked along this big field, didn't look or anything, just plonked myself down, closed my mind, closed my eyes and my mind and still my mind enough. And I knew I could still my mind enough because I'd done all that, that programming that they'd taught me with the default stuff. Um, and I said, I uh, closed my eyes and then I picked this blade of grass and I looked at it and it was a blooming four-leaf clover. And I just went, holy crap, okay. <laughs> oh, my God, it's going to happen. And, and another, another really valuable story was when I was thinking very negatively and I was driving with my fiancé at the time in New Zealand to a beach that was just a random, no car parks. There's a lot of beaches on New Zealand that it's just random. Mm. Uh, pulled up along, because he was taking photographs, pulled up alongside of this just gravelly, sandy, tufty kind of a grassy um, sandbank. And then I got told on the way there, think positive, think positive, think positive. This is the voice that kept coming in my head. And I'm going, why? Why would I think positive? Why not? It would say, no one else knows what's going on in your mind. Well, and I know that thinking positive isn't the whole key, but this was the very, very starting thread of me in my journey. Mm -hmm. they, had, they wanted me to start controlling my mind. This was a journey of learning to control my mind. You can't take everything negative out, but you can, you know, at least be able to control it. So here I am in the car and this voice is going, think positive, think positive. He stops the car and then in my, the voice in my head said, open the car door and dig. Now that's just a random weird thing to think. And I'm at this point thinking, is anyone else going to see? But there was no one else on the beach. It was just us. It was, it was a very vast beach. So I, I, I jumped out of the car and I start digging and I dug about, yay big down you know down three or four inches down and voila there's a gold solid gold bracelet with a tattered heart it's worth a few hundred dollars about eight hundred dollars or something and a little pendant and a, and a silver earring and i'm like holy crap it's led me to gold voices <laughs> led me to gold so then i had to go i've got to start listening to this voice that subtle voice that almost felt like myself talking to myself 
And it was talent teaching me to be in the moment, teaching me to, I didn't even know what the word meditation was. This is like my 20s. This is the journey that I was taken on. So it was, it was, there was a very valuable, valuable lessons to share with the world of what I've gone through, yeah. Darling, you have so much to teach. You've got to start writing some books. I mean, I know you've got your job. <laughs> You've got to start doing some stuff online. Honestly, there's just so much. Okay, um, oh, I just thought of the story that happened to me, but I won't go into it. Whereabouts in New Zealand are you from? Christchurch. Oh, there's a little town called Kaipoi. Mm. Yeah. And, and what made you move to Australia? Uh, light bulb went off in my head and I knew I had to come. Um, it was one of the hardest journeys I've made because I left my beautiful daughter with her husband, with my ex-husband. Um, but I knew because I'd had a dream before that she was going to live with me and I knew the high school that she was going to. So I was trusting that premonition dream. Um, and sure enough, when we moved to the gap in Australia, here's the high school. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's the high school. She's going to go to the high school. And sure enough, a few months later, she's like, I want to live with you. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, she ended up going to that high school. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. It's, the Gap. The Gap is that in Queensland? Yes, it's uh, uh, in Brisbane. So oh, okay. I'm not there now yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you got, so what, what do you make of the next couple of years? What have your guides said? Uh, I feel this year, 2019, very, the split will happen so much so that those that know they're on the path that they want to, like it's almost a decision time to what path you're going to go and take. Right. You could be in the fighting path. Nothing's wrong, by the way. No soul is wrong on what they choose to do. It's all relevant. You could be on the fighting path. You could be on the, the conspiracy path. You could be on the I'm going to create my own reality path. Mm -hmm. um, you can be in the stay in the program and and go down the AI sort of a side thing or or mm -hmm. be taken over by whatever. It's, you uh, this is decision time, guys. I feel this year is very valuable for making that decision on where you've got to go, and then from there, depending on where you choose, is what reality you're going to fulfil and what you're going to do. So if you're going to choose the creation side and creating your own reality, then you can start coming up with these amazing, because anything's possible then. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. And We're creating all of it. That was so drummed into my head by my guides when I was a young massage um, <laughs> person. So you've got to look and see what story you want to feed into. Do you want to feed into the story of, like, I like the thought of benevolent beings coming down and helping us. Mm -hmm. That's my, I love that story. So maybe my story will go towards that because I see that as a beautiful, a beautiful place to, to create and learn more and more and more because at the moment they're esoteric and they're visions and they, they do visit me but not all that they're not living with me so it would be nice to have the excitement of learning our greatest highest potential and yeah from there from this with this program that we have as being hum, humans and humanity on earth and yeah. Rejoining our cosmic family. I, I think that that's exciting. You know, when I think of um, having this universal consciousness, you know, not just countries, but planets and 
we can go visit not just other countries and have ex- different experience but other planets with other yeah. cosmic yeah. our cosmic neighbors and yeah and and uh, expanding our human potential exactly um i've had many conversations you know one of them with uh, Susie hansen if you you know Susie hansen she's a oh. new zealander oh my gosh she's another new zealander <laughs> And she wrote a book called The Dual Soul Connection. So she's in contact with her. She's a dual soul. She's an um, ET soul and a, and a human soul. Yeah. She does. At the talk that she gave in Sydney recently, she was screaming at the audience, we are human. We are having a human experience. We must remember that. Like she was <laughs> sort of drumming it in that even though yeah. we might be starseeds, we are human. We yeah. are human starseeds. Yeah. We're we being human. Yeah. We chose to be in this vibration and yeah. we chose, for me, I chose to be in it to get out of it so I could teach others to get out of it. Mm. That's, I, was, I was shown a dream years and years ago where we're all climbing on a mountain and I'm just in the thick of it with everyone else climbing up this mountain. There was a bit of a rest respite halfway and then we get to the top and there was literally millions of people and at the top of this mountain was a maze. And then they all, and I'm like, how are we going to get through this maze just like everyone else? And they all turned to me and said, you're, sh- you're showing us how to get through the maze. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was 19 when I had that dream. And it's so relevant now for what I've gone through. Yeah. I see that humanity has been looped in this program and it's like a maze and they just keep going around the same cycle. Yeah, we're, we're a broken record. We are. Yeah. But you the know, same we're, reincarnations. Of, we're not getting out of the program. We're just creating a new. I mean, the whole point of being in this dense vibration is to be a part of the creation of a new. I mean, because this dense vibration, even though we experience time as linear, will always exist and it'll always have souls you know here experiencing it and um but while we're here experiencing that density we have an opportunity to to shift our reality and to create a new so i don't see any of it as bad or wrong i don't see the reptilian story as being bad or wrong it's just a part of the creative process of the creator yeah all the diversity of the creation I think that just as our experience is learning to create a new reality and we step out and we, and as we step out of the negative vibration, we leave that behind and it doesn't exist in our reality anymore. And the new lowest point is the highest point that's now. Um, I, I believe that I feel that human, uh, our, our God creation being of who we are as a reality, um, that, that those lower vibrations will eventually will eventually subside. And then the next lowest vibration is the next step up and then the next step up. And then we get closer and closer and closer to, to, to realising who we are because we're, this is the only reality I have. And so as I leave that behind, it's, it, the, it even, the faint, to exist even the faint memory of it starts yeah. to become non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some things that I've gone through in my life as a child that I cannot, I don't think I can remember them all anymore because I've lifted my vibration way outside of that. Exactly. That so happened to me recently. Yeah. That happened to me recently. I had an email from my girlfriend's that upset me and I responded and I remember at the time responding being really sort of upset 
and like, right, I'm going to say my piece and then I'm going to send it off and let it go. And I did. And I let it go to the point, it was only a few months ago, that I cannot remember what was in the email, what I said or what I was upset about. And then another girlfriend who contacted me had been hanging on to it for what, however months, six months, still upset about what I wrote. Um, And then contacted you because you asked. Well, no, she, she, they all stopped contacting me. It was about me being a vegan and, and they all yeah. want to go out to restaurants and, and they don't really want to include my diet. And, yeah. um, and so it was all too hard for them to include my diet and uh, so they just decided not to include me. And she had hung on to what I said and I was on the phone saying, what did I write? No, I didn't write that, did I? She said, you read the email. And I had sent it and deleted it and I had literally let it go because I wasn't in that vibration anymore. And I did not have any memory of it. Yeah. None at all. And she said, sounds like you've got selective amnesia. Uh And I thought to myself, I guess I have because I just raised above it. And when I was out of the vibration of the upset, I had no memory of what I wrote Mm. or what they wrote or any, I didn't even remember the incident. Wow. And so, yeah, it's amazing how you can absolutely forget when you shift the vibration it's just not it's not existing in your reality anymore it just doesn't exist in my reality all right darling well we've been yakking away for about an hour and a half there's so much more we could talk about but i can see your daughters in the background thinking when's mum going to get off the internet (laughs) (laughs) so So it's been a fascinating conversation uh lots more to come from bobby uh i do have a website yeah, I'll have your website underneath the YouTube, but tell people who are listening on audio only. Uh, um, so that's my artwork and stuff and some of, uh, some of the things that, where I've spoken and, and all of that. Um, and I have a Facebook page, Bobby Author. I just changed it. Bobby Author, a public speaker, speaker or something like that. So, yeah, if someone wants to connect or whatever, um, they're they're a good way. I decided I wasn't going to do any talks unless someone asked me because I'm trusting the the universe to bring this, allow the story to come out. So as I'm prepared, the questions will be asked if I want to go on someone's, you know, to speak at someone's show or whatever it is. And I'm quite happy if if it's asked to do that. But I'm not going, I don't want to be going seeking and trying <laughs> to get this out. I just allow it. Well, as you say, the next couple of years are going to be kind of intense. So I think the more voices that we have out there speaking uh, how we create our reality, the better. And so let's hope that you'll be speaking some more. <laughs> All good. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another show, Accentuating the Positive. Wasn't Bobby fascinating? There's just so much more to come from Bobby Richardson, let me tell you. So much information. I loved the deliberate creation talk. You know, that's really my specialty, how we create our own reality. It's so important at this time that we understand how powerful our imagination is. And it's not just fairy tale imagination. When we keep focusing in our mind on what we think about, comes we start manifesting it at first it manifests into a vibrational reality and then the more power we give to the thought 
the more focus we put upon that thought, be it positive or negative, the more it becomes our physical manifestation. So my guides have always said to me that um, the cat's scratching itself, its bells going ding, ding, ding. I'm sure you can't hear it. My guides have always said to me that that is what humanity needs to know more than anything is how they create their reality, especially after the last conversation I had with Courtney uh, Beck. You know, we spoke about earth changes and uh, the calamity, the rapture, she calls it in her book, coming. We can create a new reality. We can create something new we can create we can imagine how we want it to be instead of how we think it's going to be we can imagine what we want how do we want the earth to shift how do we want a new paradigm of reality to happen on this planet instead of focusing on all the bad things that happen in this world focus on what we want so climate change we want to see the earth renew itself with ease and grace we want to see inventions that can you know there are microorganisms that can eat plastic things that they've said you know plastic is going to be in the environment for thousands of years and it doesn't break down well there's science out there that has created microorganisms that can break down plastic a lot of the mushroom strains you know can eat plastic and so focus on solutions focus on what we can create focus seeing the environment cleaned up, Mother Earth coming back to her pristine ways, animals that are extinct, seeing them come back. Everything still exists. And as we become more conscious and aware of our abilities and power of creation and even scientific abilities, we can create a new and exciting, advanced, incredible world. We are the creators of our reality. We are the creators of our reality. It starts with our personal reality. What do we see in our life? What do we look at? What do we focus on? Do we focus on the good? Do we focus on the bad? Do we focus on what we want or do we focus on what is? You can focus on what is and what is that you don't want falls away. Just like I said about the email that I sent to my girlfriends. I don't even remember what I wrote. I have no memory of it and I deleted it because I said it, sent it, deleted it. It's now not a part of my reality. Selective amnesia, my girlfriend called it. But yeah, do I want to focus on that or do I want to focus on helping people, loving people, expanding consciousness? That's where I want to focus on, not on people who don't want to invite me to dinner. <laughs> That's their reality. Thanks again for watching and, uh, you know, that is my specialty if you want some help. Knowing how you focus, knowing how to create your own reality, knowing how to raise your vibration so that you become more powerful in this. That's what I specialize with in my sessions, helping people change their story, create a new story, shift your consciousness, create a new you, really to get back to the original you, the powerful you, the infinite you, the divine you. Not the ego you that says you can't. I can't. I can't do this. I don't know how. It's impossible. That's the ego speaking. Because the divine you, the broader perspective of you, the higher self knows that all things are possible. We create our own reality through our imagination and our focus and our attention. What are you paying attention to? Love you all. And if you don't want a personal session, join our inner sanctum because we speak about this stuff all the time in the inner sanctum how we create our own reality. I call it 
deliberate creation for the New World teachers because the New World teachers are those who are seeking this information and then go on to share it with others, whether it's through your story or through what you've come to know or just living it. Just living it, overcoming obstacles. And people say, how do you do that? You say, I focus on what I wanted. That's how you teach. Love you all. Bye for now. Remember to buy the book Awakened by Death. See you later.